1: Good afternoon, PPC guys and gals. This is David Zetella with a special Inauguration Day episode of PPC Rockstars. Uh, I've got a, uh, a presidential uh, guest for you today. Uh, before I go on, the resources we'll be talking about are listed on the Clicks Marketing blog on the PPC Rockstars page, and that's clixmarketing.com slash blog. Today I want to welcome Chad Baldwin from Kenshu. Uh, Chad's the director of strategic accounts at Kenshu, and we'll be talking more about uh, Kenshu's product in a second. Um, Chad, welcome to the show.
2: David, thanks to uh, have me on. I appreciate it. Um, sure, definitely a pleasure.
1: Well, Chad. Uh, before we get into uh, some neat tricks for our audience, I noticed that you started out in online uh, um, advertising in 1994, and I've met you, and I know how young you are. So you were what, 15, 16 years old back then.
2: <laughs> I was uh, I was about uh, 20, and um, ended up uh, joining this company called J Walter Thompson, and uh, they're a large advertising agency, and. I was interested in windsurfing and tech, so I moved out to uh, San Francisco and ended up um, getting a, a couple of large clients that were probably uh, too big for a 20-year-old. Um, but um, started out early, yes. I'm yeah,
1: deep the- end of the pool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I-, I love the statistic you sent over. Uh, in 1994, you managed to get California's Division of Tourism site – to n- rank number ten in the world, amazing! Uh, and <laughs> yeah. e- five thousand users. <laughs> right, that's that's the, equally amazing. There were five thousand users in 1994 of this site. It was number ten in the world. So, uh, you've got you've seen some changes. By the way, where did you move
2: from? Uh, I'm from Michigan originally, a small town ah, okay. called Adrian. So, uh, kind of a shorter town. Sure. Farm
1: yeah. Sure. No. Well. No. Well. Uh, Hey, listen. Um, you've had a lot of agency experience as well as be, um, been on the client side, and I understand you've got some wisdom to share with us that'll help listeners about uh, PPC campaign structure and quality score. So let's talk about that.
2: Uh, this is a, a topic near and dear to my heart, and uh, David from from our conversations as well. I, I know you're you're also a, a, an expert in this area. So um, you know, I think one of the things that that uh, that that I find in talking to folks is that there's a lot of misconceptions around how to drive a good uh, SEM program, and particularly a lot of the executives start out with the idea of of you know the number of keywords or or the bids, and, and we get asked, hey, what's your 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 bid optimization algorithm like? And you know I think that we say, yes, of, of course we have bid optimization algorithms and, and some tremendous math to bring to the picture, but First, let's talk about your your campaigns and the structure and quality score. And quality scores are really, uh, I think it's a wacky concept. It's a, it's a tremendously interesting concept as well because what, what quality score or the concept behind it says your program should have advertising relationships to uh, the, the landing pages and to the payoff. There should be relevance between what you're advertising, and what you're selling. And it's a great concept because it makes advertising kind of of, uh, need to be um, important and relevant. I think the idea of scent, of being able to to understand, you know, what an ad is going to take you to is better for the user. So Google really started this this concept out. And then it, it drives the whole industry to think about, okay, how do I really tightly group um, keywords and ads together and associate them to a destination URL. Um, and that's um, that's something that if you do it well, you get a, a lowered CPC. And doing it well is, is actually more difficult than it sounds. Um, <laughs> because you, if you're managing a program of 10,000 keywords, there's a lot of different ways you can organize those. And so A couple of things um, to think about, and and just to I love your your input on this, David, too, because I know you're a top practitioner, Um, but we see really broad campaign structures, lots of ad groups with fewer keywords that are more tightly knit as as driving higher quality score. Now, I'm I'm generalizing because there there are also um, differences between categories of products, but specifically, you know, getting down to, uh, you know, if you have, we're talking less than 10 keywords generally in, in a lot of these ad groups. And then this, the second piece is kind of looking at, of course, the destination URL really has to map to that, that ad group or that keyword cluster. And the uh, we'll talk about some unique ways to, to do this using technology later. Um, that tightly knit group. Then the third, the third component of the wheel is really uh, uh, making sure that your ads um, actually are relevant as well. That you're using text, um, you know, from the keywords or from the landing pages. And what we see is that you can drive, you know, a twenty-five percent, thirty percent, or even up to a fifty percent reduction in CPC just by driving good organization of your campaign structure. And it's a, it's amazing because it kind of, I I'd, I'd be curious to you, David. Like when you're talking to a CMO or VP of marketing or director of marketing, do they get this concept? Because it's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. If yeah, they they don't get that concept, and and to some extent, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't really like. Um, Aspects of search marketing that don't have to do with solid advertising and marketing best practices and unfortunately this is one of them uh, that uh, I mean I'm basically agreeing wholeheartedly with you that um, the, the structure of an ad group as you've as you've described it uh can have a huge impact on the especially the position and the cost of the cl- the ad position and the cost of the click and yeah i have to say that um that that uh, that's a detail that eludes a lot of higher level marketers, but I'll, will tell you that the way I, I, always put it when because I'd really try to simplify these things. It, it really is quite simple. Um, and the way I put it in my writing when I speak is, um, the perfect number of keywords or, or blend of keywords in an ad group, uh, is, is such that almost every keyword in the list appears in the ad. Uh, and the word almost there is, is, uh, Needs explanation, and that is that um, there should be roots of, in the keyword lists that are common in every keyword. Um, that's another way to look at it. If there, if there are keywords in a keyword list that have no words in common, they don't, they don't belong in the same keyword list. So I'll use one of my favorite example: red sneakers. You know, you would certainly have a separate keyword list with with terms that all contain the root words red sneakers, and you, you could ke- you could have uh, keywords that have suffixes and prefixes that are appropriate, like uh, best, cheapest, buy, etc. Although. Uh, over time, those could be split out as well. So I really boil it down to uh, the best structure for an ad group is such that almost every keyword in the list appears in the ad. That also ensures that you, you're, you're hearing at least one of the best practices of ad writing, which is uh, the keyword should appear in the ad so that it gets bold and it's more likely to be uh, noticed and clicked on. I,
2: I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, it, it's something that sounds easy. Um, but in, in most cases, even sophisticated programs, I think it's, it's it's hard is that programs evolve, and it's a lot easier to pop in and say, you know what, I'm going to add, um, you know, cheap red sneakers to the same ad group, and then I'm going to start clustering and saying, um, you know, fast red sneakers, uh, sexy red sneakers, etc. And programs grow organically, but in, instead, you know, I think what's what's we see at the, the top end of the market is people really formulating these large campaign architectures um, that they can grow into. And it's much better to kind of take a holistic look and say, you know what, we're we're going to really go wide with our program and we're going to grow into this thing rather than building organically or in an ad hoc fashion. Um, so the hard part is that I don't know a single search marketer that has extra time in the day. Yes. <laughs> so, you know it's a it's a really uh, fast paced industry. So I think that the main thing is is for folks that are listening to express the importance of this to uh, management. Um, you know, educate your your executive team on the importance of relevancy and quality score, and it has an impact. It will drive uh, lower CPC, which in turn drives higher ROI. And in, you know, when you talk to thirty percent drop in cost, that's a major major hit so uh, you know, I, I've seen a lot of different campaign structures and it's you always have to kind of dig into it but I, I would say uh, I would agree wholeheartedly David with what you said and um, I would also uh, um, I would also say that make sure that if you're using an application or tool that you can actually put multiple match types in the same ad group um, we've seen some folks actually prohibited from doing that by their technology and yeah, we, we know as well that you can put the same keyword with different match types in the same ad group, and actually that can help drive quality scores. So,
1: Yeah, I agree with that. By the way, there's a, uh, there's a thread going on in, around in one of the forums actually over the past couple of days with conjecture that including multiple match types in one ad group is a bad thing and that Google doesn't like it. And I just don't agree with that. I don't. I've never heard that. Uh, we we mix match types all the time, and uh, I not I, I just think it's incorrect. But I, I, I'm going to split just one hair with you, and that's uh, whether uh, the CMO or CEO even needs to know about uh, ad structure, ad group structure, and. Uh, I'm going to reflect on the fact that I just got back from a great conference in New York City called the Chief Marketing Officers Forum. This was cheap, uh, CMOs from uh, really big companies, IBM, Hyatt, uh, Kodak, etc. cetera. And uh, I think that w- what, the, what the CMO needs to know is that um, resources applied to PPC really pay off. In other words, uh, or looked at a different way, um, this is not a set it and forget it medium it 's not like uh you know ad placement of old when the 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 advertiser 's job or the marketing staffer 's job was finished when the ad got placed uh, Whatever in whatever medium, it it, it uh, benefits greatly from constant attention, constant optimization. And I think that's a message that the uh, higher-ups should should realize that, you know, I, I, I can't believe how, how often I run into people that say, yeah, my boss wants me to do PPC management, email management, affiliate program management, landing page optimization, you know, just about everything. And that's clearly a misunderstanding about how much time and effort is required if you really want to do a good job on this stuff. I, I, uh, Hopefully, somebody's going to edit that and send it to their boss. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well,
2: I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the splitting of the hair because it's a lot of this is around educating, um, you know, uh, team members on the importance of spending the time, and um, you know, with all the reports that are due internally, and, and you know, uh, this websites changing and becoming more and more dynamic. It just keeps search teams running and in most cases uh, uh, folks are understaffed you know that's um i'd i'd say that um you know the uh the agency world is is running to to find new talent and to really uh, bring a whole new generation of marketers up that know how to do this but you know i, I know a, a lot of folks who spend a lot of late nights on driving programs so uh, yeah definitely keep the education up there around the importance of of structure and I would say one last tip here is start with structure, start with thinking about relevance um, before kind of going into any of the other um, areas of, of really optimization, because you want to build up on, on your quality score, and you kind of get that set um, early and, and often, so to speak.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: the um, the other thing that, that's an interesting uh, trend, and I would say a trend, and I'm, I'm we're going to talk about some of the technology aspects in a little bit, but the importance of the keywords that are on the page um, cannot be understated. Uh, Google is Google, Yahoo, and MSN are, are crawling those pages. They're they're finding what the content is, and having a well structured page. Um, and, and this is best practices in SEO can actually help your SEM practice. Now that's an interesting um, uh, conversation in itself, but investing in the page and then investing in really tight-knit ad groups against the page drive top programs.
1: Well, you're right. We'll, we'll definitely have an upcoming show base, basically about uh, whether there is any kind of synergy uh, between SEO and PPC, and if so, what it is. Is it just uh, best practices help both, or is there some kind of underlying algorithmic nugget lying down there that, that uh, adds to the effect? Hey, Chad, we've got to break away for a, a very, very important announcement from uh, sponsors. Uh, listeners, please stay with us. We'll be right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors.
3: LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com.
0: They've shown me how to... Referback.com Show me how to turn clicks on my
1: existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager.
3: Oh, can they help me make money off my blog too?
1: Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit referback.com.
3: It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of Cirque, SEO Rockstars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of
0: PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella,
1: And we're back with Chad Baldwin of Kenshu. Uh, Chad, we're going to go large now. Going to go wide, and uh, we're going to talk about some of your observations about uh, what's been happening out there in advertising, merchandising, and e-retailing.
2: Okay, great. Um, well, I, I've, I've been working in, in SEM for a while, and, and a lot of a lot of money is spent in programs uh, around e-commerce. Um, certainly, uh, travel as well. I think that. Travel and e-commerce spending make up you know, over half of the, the budget in SEM, and there's a lot of sophisticated programs there. Um, now, one of the challenges that uh, go on with, with e-com programs and travel is that there's a tremendous amount of, of uh, change within websites, um, so inventory going in and out of stock. Um, you've got uh, um, prices changing. You've got um, new inventory coming in. You've got uh, seasonality. All these effects that that um, that marketers need to manage. Now, what's interesting is that often um, those merchandising managers or those those folks who are driving inventory changes don't really think about the advertising program. And I know a lot of agencies who get called. You know. Um, at 6 p.m., you know, saying, hey, can you get this campaign up really quick? We just, you know, brought out the, the fall line of X, Y, Z product. And what's, what's interesting to me from a, a kind of a, a generational um, growth aspect is that uh, advertising agencies, marketers, and merchandisers are getting closer. They're, they're needing to collaborate a lot more than they did in the past. And um, it's 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 cool because I think particularly as we just talked about quality score and the importance of thinking about page content and then your ads, the more that that those teams are working together, you can actually drive some some synergies. You can drive you know better quality score. You can drive that your your ad is actually reflecting exactly what's on the page, and customers are happy because when it says you know shoes uh, from you know, $60 up, and on the page they land on, it says, you know, $60 shoes. Um, it's not natural, though, yeah. and, and this this is a division that happens inside of companies. You know, the marketing department's over at the right-hand side. They're working with the advertising agency, and the merchandising team is over on the left-hand side, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's something that I wonder about.
1: Well, you know, I mean, to some extent, it happens in every company. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, but uh, it's it's especially true, I think, in online marketing and advertising because it seems to be, to the traditional advertising and marketing people, uh, something that is either too IT-ish or, you know, kind of not even related to what they're doing as closely as um, sales, for example. So, yeah, we see that a lot, too.
2: You know, another aspect that I find a tremendous area of opportunity is that the advertising component in search specifically can improve merchandising. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is that you're you're buying intent over in search. I mean, you're learning about how people think and describe products. And what's what's uh, great is that you actually know what terms um, drive certain types of sales. What terms bring certain types of people, yep. and the, the the agencies, I think, you know, David, you guys are on the, on the front end of this, but kind of learning how to take those terms and then actually insert them and drive them into the merchandising strategies. And and I would love to see, even in the future, hopefully into the offline advertising, right? That yes. We learn how people think. Sure. Our, our systems and the collaboration across these groups, um, I think, have a lot of room for, for uh, growth. And it's really a you know i like to call it a, a really tight brother and sister relationship where you know merchandising changes can feed advertising changes really really quickly and tightly and vice versa changes in the marketplace that the advertising team is understanding can be fed right back into merchandising
1: sure um, so
2: I, I think well this, guys- this- this is,
1: a, this is an excellent point to segue into Kenshu, and I'll, I'll even give you a, an easy lob here. Uh, and the reason I thought of Kenshu Search, which is a, a, an automated bid management tool that has um, many good uh, campaign management aspects, and uh, full disclosure, my, my company, Clicks Marketing, uses Kenshoe Search. Um, so let's segue from the, what you just said into uh, talking a little bit about Kensho Search, because one of the strengths of the platform, of your platform, is that uh, it can uh, track and take action on multiple attribution. Um, so... Uh, Regular listeners in the show might remember Adam Goldberg from Clear Sailing uh, coming on and doing a discussion of multiple attribution. Basically, it's uh, making sure that uh, the marketer the advertiser is aware that there may be several visits to a site uh, that culminate in a conversion or a sale. And most traditional uh, conversion tracking, analytics, and bid management software attributes the conversion to the most recent recent action – and uh, neglects to take into consideration previous actions. So, with that, uh, uh, Chad, could you just uh, maybe start with the uh, how Kenshuu Search handles attribution, and then um, go broader and, and describe some of the other aspects of the product?
2: Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate the the great words. Um, one of the things I think from a, from a, when we think about customers and how they they buy and, and evaluate products to buy. They um, they usually start with broader terms, and we, we usually call these generic terms or sometimes head terms. But you know, let's say um, I'm interested in, in some running shoes. Um, you know, first I search for running shoes. And then I do a little research, and then I come out with um, a, a few other words like um, you know, maybe the distance running shoes or Nike or certain um, actually product names. Now. As we think, the way people think is they get more concrete as they get closer to a, a purchase. Um, data from Yahoo that I was, I was meeting with their research team a couple of years ago, and the average purchaser um, does at least four searches, and they get more specific over time. So it's it's really uh, cool to be able to, to kind of categorize these terms. So that's the, the, the clicks, essentially, in sequence of time. You think about, you know, you go from... Uh, tennis shoe or running shoe to Nike running shoe to a specific model. You know, if there are three clicks prior to that purchase, is exactly as you said, David, that last click, you know, in most uh, technologies gets all the credit. Uh, Ken Shoe redistributes the the credit. And what that means is that um, the the non-brand or those generic terms that are really expensive, those first terms, actually start to get credit, and you can see that they're part of the equation uh, to drive the sale. Um, now, Ken Xu, you firstly, you have to track all those clicks. So Kenshu tracks all those clicks uh, in sequence. And then, secondly, you have to be able to say, you know, if I sold a, a pair of shoes for 100 bucks, and there were three clicks prior to it, how should I allocate the $100? Um, it could be, you know, uh, everything on the last. It could be everything on the first. It could be split evenly. Or our system has an option to kind of uh, statistically weight um, each of the clicks, and you know here here's where it's it's cool to start thinking about marketing strategy because if you're trying to drive customer acquisition, you might heavy up on those first clicks because you, you know that uh, you know what you you know that people come back month after month and purchase and you know you'd like to overweight um, the first clicks. If you're, um, you know, more kind of on the, on the, the product names and the brands than, than having a, a preferring last clicks or, or even an equally distributed um, is, is a good way to go. The key thing is that if you don't have this data, you, you're not going to be bidding accurate, accurately. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. It's, That's right.
2: It, it's you know, I, I, uh, I listened to a bit of, um, of Adam's discussion, um, you know, with, with attribution management. I'm a big fan of this. It's, it's understanding your entire sales cycle. And, um, you know, one of the things in Kenchu that, that you can get a kick out of is you can kind of see all the terms in order and how far apart they are in terms of time. So you can actually see that the sales cycle for that pair of Nike shoes was um, 17 days. <laughs> From right. the time that they first started thinking about it, at the end. So this is kind of when you, when you, uh, it not only affects your bidding strategy in terms of how much, but also the time, the time because I, I it first dawned on me that you know if you change a bid on the word, um, um, you know running shoes, that you actually have to wait. If it's an average sales cycle of about 17 days, you have to wait 17 days to figure out is that really affecting your program? Correct. Right. So uh, I, I love attribution management. I could talk about it for ages. <laughs> and uh, you know, David, I you know you're you're uh, you're totally familiar with it. So I'm I'm curious how you put it to work.
1: Well, um, first of all, I just want to make it clear to the listeners uh, what this could mean to them. Uh, and, and by the way, I think all tools will eventually be measuring this way. Um, you know, it's just uh, – it's, it's, it's always been a technological hurdle um, that is being overcome by Kenshu and, and other companies. And I think eventually uh, all analytics and, and search engines will be tracking and and making sure that the, the uh, steps in the chain towards the conversion are – are uh, tracked and credited. So a few scenarios. One is that, um, you know, we, just like you, Chad, we've had fun seeing how convoluted a trail to conversions can be. Uh, nine, di- different, nine different, nine different, uh, coming through three different PPC ads, two organic searches. And this is all the same person, uh, just meandering all over the place before they make the sale. Uh, and and that's, it's important to know where they've gone and especially on average what the path has been. And then here's here's one for the PPC people in, in the audience, whether they're uh, in-house people doing it for their own company or agencies, and that is uh, it's very likely – in fact, it's certain that uh, the PPC effort is producing conversions that don't get credited to the PPC effort uh, because of the fact that people might be searching on broad terms, uh, coming to the site, doing some shopping, deciding not to buy, and then coming back through natural search. So, um, that, that, that's a really important thing to note uh, for the budget, and certainly so that proper credit is given to the human being that's running the PPC program, right? Right.
2: right. It, it's, a, it's a big chain, and I, I appreciate you mentioning as well that it's a multi channel problem. Um, you know, and people search on then paid search, and then they go on SEO. And, you know, we've got a customer um, that, you know, they close a lot of sales and phone calls. And yep. so, you know, they have dynamic eight hundred numbers, and we import all this data back in to kind of say, prior to that purchase, what were those eight events? And and then the, the marketing question becomes really interesting because it's like, do you need all eight clicks? Do you, can you pull one of them out? What if you shift your budget up to these areas or, or these other areas? And there's a, a whole fun discussion if, if anyone's interested in this area. Um, this is formally called the field of media mix modeling um, or, or time series data analysis. And um, very fun, it, but it is essentially, just as David had said, it's people are complex. We need to understand those patterns of complexity and then align our budgets behind them. Um easier said than done (laughs) sure
1: hey Chad we've got to cut away again for some sponsor uh, special announcements and uh, listeners please stay with us
0: PPC Rockstars we'll be back after we click through our sponsors
2: out from the professionals at bruce clay incorporated for over 10 years offices worldwide they've got answers you need check them out today at bruce clay.com bruce clay
0: incorporated have
3: a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Geez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car, and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, and it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their Nitro Payouts, because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so- So much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zotella.
1: We're back. We're in the home stretch with Chad Baldwin of Kenshu. Uh, Chad, I don't want to neglect uh, mentioning a few of the other uh, aspects of Kenshu Search uh, that are beyond just uh, automated bid management. So, uh, why don't you give us a few highlights? Sure.
2: Well, uh, you know, we're a, a fairly um, new player in America. We, we actually have been around for about three years, but uh, we're a company out of uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, we're Israeli. And uh, started in Europe, then went to Japan, and and now we're over over here in the states. Um, But we have a a broad set of of features in in technology, and I think uh, David, you mentioned this earlier that running a program, you know, running a PPC program, you've got to understand the data, you've got to understand bid management, you've got to drive for quality score, you got to do campaign management, massive changes, and so we. We have a broad suite of, of features within Kenshu. I think um, – let me highlight, I guess, the big ones that, that – the reason I joined Kenshu. Uh, firstly, is, is something called crawlers. Uh, Kenshu has this technology to crawl pages, analyze the pages, and pull out or extract keywords from the page. And then this idea of driving quality score – becomes a lot easier to a search marketer because the system's actually pulling up and kind of recommending these these clusters of keywords. Um, We have a keyword tool uh, that that helps you uh, further semantically cluster and and kind of define these tight-knit groups. And a a really uh, interesting piece uh, about Kinshu is the dynamic ad text, which is fun. So we crawl these pages, and you can pick up metadata on the page And in the the Google world, you can write bracket keyword, and Google fills that that, uh, in automatically with the search keyword. In the Kenshi world, you can write bracket product, bracket price, bracket promotion, bracket whatever the metadata on the page is called. So this concept of really uh, integrating or thinking holistically about program and the quality score – and, and exactly as you'd said, David, the keywords used in the ad text that are on the page that are in the keyword list, um, you know, she really tries tries to uh, optimize quality score. And we, so we call this quality management, but that's one of the, the first things is, hey, let's build a really tightly knit uh, set of campaign structures. Let's build build upon it. Um and, and the other piece I think, David, you mentioned, which was, you know, then you start to go towards your, your, your bid optimization. And Kenshu takes a hybrid approach here in that we've got um, algorithms to drive for specific goals. So if you say, hey, my ROI goal is, you know, 500% and um, I want the system to target it, go. Or my, my CPA is is X, and you know, the system models for statistical significance, it looks at all these, these different factors, and I think we have about twenty factors that are, are, are weighed in the algorithm. And then the system recommends changes. Now, recommends is key because I will you know, I will say it today that that no algorithm is perfect. And and I, I remember the first time one of my customers was mentioned on Oprah on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, boom, there's a spike of stuff going yeah. on. And, I've and, seen the same thing. You know, so Algo doesn't handle that as well. Right. But what we have as well as a rule system, and so sometimes customers just want to go, you know what, I need to pump up this based on the following criteria. If X, Y, and Z occur, then pump up the bid. Or if, you know, A, B, C occur, reroute traffic to this other page. So right. Algo and rules, I think, are, are unique um, to Kenshu. Um uh, the attribution management system unique to Kinshu, the crawlers, um, very unique technology. And boy, I'm I'm David, you're 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 a F sixteen pilot here, so <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to mention one thing that, um, at least uh, as a checkbox item, uh, doesn't seem to be unique with Kenshu, but is really, really important, which is the ability to replicate, uh, let's say, a Google campaign to Yahoo and Microsoft quickly and easily. So that's that's one that um, lots of bid management uh, automation companies say they have, and and I. I I can attest to the fact that Kenshus works very well, and uh, and then the other one that that uh, is kind of a checkoff item, but is is really magical uh, when you when you actually get your hands on it is the ability to uh, view data for all of the search engines all at the same time, generate reports. Um, it's just uh, it's like night and day from from managing uh, separate search engines from separate interfaces. And with that, Chad, I'm afraid we've run out of time. I'm sorry uh, that we couldn't talk longer, but we will in the future, I'm sure. Um, appreciate your coming on the show, Chad, and, and uh, uh, looking forward to, to more great things from your company.
2: David, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the time. Sure.
1: And um, let's see, where will we be seeing uh, you and Kenshu next? Will you be at SMX
2: West? Uh, we will have uh, some folks up there. We were we were just at the affiliate conference. We've been, I think, we've been at almost every show in, in some capacity. And I know we've got an ad tech coming up. And so, are, are you going to be out there? We hope to see.
1: Yeah, we'll be, out SM, we'll be out at we'll be at SES West as well, and SES New York after that. Great. And one last question: uh, How can people follow up with you? How can people contact you, Chad? Uh,
2: um, first best thing is go to uh com. that's k e n s h o o and um, all the information about how to contact us whether you're in the US whether you're in Europe or whether you're in Asia Pacific um, you know reach out to us and we'd love uh, to show show you kind of what's under the hood or get get in more in depth in what kenshu can do
1: Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Chad. And thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. Come on back next Monday. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, PPC Rockstars is now available on iTunes. I got a thrill out of this, and so do my kids. Um, There's a link to iTunes, uh, the iTunes subscription form uh, on the PPC Rockstars page of the Clicks Marketing blog, where you can actually not only download podcasts but also subscribe to future ones. And uh, if you don't see that on the page, then just go into iTunes, do a search on PPC Rockstars and you'll be good to go thanks for staying with us come on back next week